All right. There we go. What's up, uh, Garrett Anderson coming at you live. Uh, Friday, February 17th, 2017. Um, got uh, just a couple minutes here to um, do a quick live at you. And uh, going to work off some notes here just so I can uh, power through a couple couple quick topics. Um, so got to kick off with a very unfortunate update. Uh, uh, one of my contemporaries, this guy named E-Dub, uh, E-Double, Evan Wallace, uh, passed away, I guess, um, a couple days ago. And he was uh, a really cool rapper, producer guy, um, uh, a good buddy to, to some folks that I knew. Um, and uh, had a, a stint of time in Baltimore. I think he was out of Philly originally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he was a nice guy. I actually got to rage out to one of his concerts in Baltimore for one of my birthdays, um, a couple of years back. So that was, um, really, really fun. Um, and yeah, I think we just kind of had a mutual, uh, respect and, um, you know, he was one of those guys that I was really happy was doing his thing and he was very dedicated to his craft. He had this, uh, uh, Fridays, uh, freestyle Fridays, series where he would put out a new track like every week for a while he did it for a long long while and it was just so sick to get this fresh e-dub track uh once a week and uh he, he released a compilation of uh called written thursday um for that uh it was funny he would always kind of work in something with current events or like a sports score or something to to prove that you know he had put the vocal down um literally like you know that day or the day before um, so yeah, that sucks. I, I don't really know what happened. He was a big guy, um, you know, tall and, and, uh, you know, it looked like from his pictures from recently, he'd, he'd kind of gotten bigger, you know, settling into here we are. Oh, I just turned 33. So, you know, not, I don't know, is that middle age? Not quite middle age, but, uh, you know, getting there, we're not quite uh, spring chickens anymore. And it just sucks that a peer passed away. Um, you know, don't really know too much about it. So I probably, uh, shouldn't say too much about it, but, uh, other than it sucks that he's, uh, that he's gone. Um, so yeah, um, rest in peace, E-double. Um, uh, you know, he was a, he was a big spirit and really creative dude. One of his, uh, one of his accomplishments was he took, uh, the Parks and Recs, um, theme song, and put it to, you know, used it as a sample in one of his, his tracks. And it was really hot. <laughs> like it was a really hot track. And, um, Aziz Ansari, the, uh, comedian dude that's, that was in Parks and Rec used it for a Parks and Rec promo. Uh, so he, he, you know, he had a little bit of a splash there and, um, deservedly so he was he was a grinder and uh his messages were really cool i think i'm gonna probably wrap up today's podcast with one of his tunes um that uh um kind of stopped me in my tracks when i heard it the first time so um uh let's uh let's move on from that um i wanted to do a follow-up about reaching out to the girl that i um bumped into at nam um, which I found out is the North American Music Merchants uh, Conference. Um, and yeah, her name's Emily Angel. Uh, you can look her up at Emily Angel. Oh, shoot. I don't want to get it wrong. EmilyAngelMusic.com. 
or emilyangel.com. Yeah, it's emilyangelmusic.com. Um, and if you go there, let me see. Can I actually pull this up? I'll give her a little shine. She's got this. Um, when you go to her website, it pops up a video. And uh, let's see. Is this playing? Yeah, here we go. Check this out real quick. When we when we when we stopped and talked um, briefly in Anaheim, she said that um, she had released a couple independence uh, CDs and of late was more interested in trying to get some um, some engagement um, with some videos, you know, YouTube videos of, of covers, and you know, it looks like she did a nice job producing it and um, obviously drawn some traffic to it with uh, having it embedded on the on her splash page on her website. Um, so, uh, yeah, she seems really cool. We've uh, exchanged a Facebook message. just kind of a, Hey, check your, check your stuff out. Good work, you know, keep it up and, you know, liked each other's pages and, and, uh, you know, that's pretty much the extent of it for now. But, um, yeah, she's, she seems cool. Um, more power to her, um, which was funny. So it kind of also reminded me that I'm one of many, many folks that are looking to, impact the world with their music and, uh, and make some sort of, you know, l- uh, livelihood with their music and with their craft. And on the one hand, it's inspiring because it's like, sweet, there's this community that we can kind of leverage each other and, and, uh, you know, help prop each other up. But on the other hand, it's a little bit daunting because it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, how many of us are there? Wait, 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 everybody's trying, everybody's trying to do this. Okay. You know, uh, it makes it seem kind of like a long line or a, or a swarm of folks. And I'd like to think that it's not a zero sum game, you know, uh, cross promotion and getting musical communities together is probably the best way forward. But, um, you know, and it's not like if I have somebody check out my SoundCloud page that, you know, they're not going to also go check out hers. You know, there's, there's plenty of, of, uh, of time for people to engage in multiple different things. And maybe that's a kind of a takeaway for me is that I have to appreciate that what I put out there, um, you know, folks have a limited attention span and and time to engage with. So maybe I need to be aware of that and not uh, flood too much out at once or kind of give people a roadmap of of what to check out based on what they might, uh, how they might want to use their time. Um, But uh so yeah, that's, um, you know, I was thinking about all the different artists and one of the things that I did recently was I noticed there was this tiny desk, con- um, tiny desk NPR, uh, hosts a tiny desk concert series, which is pretty cool. They get an artist to come in and play at somebody's, uh, desk, you know, there's like, you know, stacks of bookshelves in the back and all this stuff on the desk and little knickknacks and, uh, you know, stationaries and, uh, you know, office supplies and things. And then they get this musical act to come in there and, and do their, their act. Um, I think I remember I saw that guy, uh, who Hosier, um, the take me to church guy, um, he did one of those, which was really sick. I think, um, I've seen a few that were really cool. Um, but yeah, just a, a really neat program. And, and, uh, one of the, 
the ways that NPR um, incorporates music into their programming. So pretty cool. They had a, a contest where it was um, independent artists could record themselves making a video at a desk. There, there were two criteria. It had to be original, had to be under eight minutes, I think, and it had to have a desk in some way, shape, or form in the video. So um, they shared all their submissions um, on their, on their web page. And I just started clicking through and I was like, you know what, let me be, let, let me engage with some of the songwriters that are out there, some of my contemporaries, um, and, uh, and, and see what's going on. Um, I'll click their, you know, click their video and watch for a little bit. And, uh, you know, frankly, I was like, am I going to feel, I, I was nervous before I started watching them. I was like, is this going to be discouraging? Cause there's so much good shit out there. Or is it going to be encouraging because I'm like right on par with what's going on or, you know, how, how am I going to react to this? And, you know, I, I kind of, I, I did a little day to day to myself and I was like, Hey, don't, don't worry about the consequence yet. Cause you don't know what it's going to be. Um, so just, you, you go do it and then it'll have, however you're going to feel about it, you'll feel about it. And then you move on, you know, you learn something and you move on. So I was like, you know what, let me just start clicking through. And, um, I, I found myself, I was, I was amused, you know, and I enjoyed it. Um, it was entertaining. I, I really liked the idea of all these, these songwriters, you know, getting videos and submitting them to NPR. I, I did read through the rules. Unfortunately, I missed the deadline. That's the kind of thing that I probably should be organized about and trying to, um, engage on those sort of things. But, uh, you know, it's like, it comes down to if some, if somebody said, Hey, go do America, American Idol or, or the voice, I'd probably be like, ah, oh, I don't, I just really kind of wanted to go about this in, in a different way, a more organic way, a more grassroots way. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm being uh, forced on anyone, but maybe that's just insecurity veiled in humility, uh, times, paranoia. I don't know. Whatever the, the emotional equation is to that one. Um, you've got me, but, uh, so yeah, I stumbled through and I found myself, you know, if I could tell that somebody was a little less experienced or a little less confident, you know, I would maybe leave them an encouraging, um, or, you know, or, or a little bit of, I think this one woman was playing piano and singing and you could tell she had good ideas. Um, she wasn't quite keeping like a steady groove to the tune. So you, you would kind of get distracted as a listener as she transitioned from, from phrase to phrase or, or section to section of the tune. So I said, Hey, you know, like, especially for solo performance, you know, try to feel the rhythm of the, of the song, like all the way up through your feet, you know, to, to your body, to your hands, to your voice. Um, and that way you can kind of keep a steady groove throughout. So, you know, tried to give a little bit of constructive feedback in, in a nice way. And then for other folks, I was just really impressed and said, Hey, you know, good work. Um, I saw some groovy, uh, like this one submission of a band that was, um, they had like a guitar player and a cajon player and another guitar player all around uh, up on stairs. So, you know, the staircases where they don't go just all the way up in one direction, they kind of go up and then they have a little landing and then go back up the other way. So it was one of those kind of stair stairwells and they had the camera um, shooting down from above and they had, you know, basically a whole band of like teenage looking guys that were um, playing an original tune that was actually really catchy and, and really cool. And I, I bought it, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, there's like that's they're They're like a cool little basement band or, you know, cool little garage band. Um, when I was growing up, it was mostly basement bands. We didn't do too much rocking out in garages. We were fortunate enough to have some basement space to go rock out in. I rocked out in a lot of random cluttery cluttery basement spaces 
but I did want to uh, shout out this one tiny desk submission that just really blew me away. Let me see if I can find this. YouTube, Eva Rubin. Yeah, this woman, Eva Rubin. Um, her voice and her just smooth musical delivery really impressed me. I'm going to look it up on my phone and turn it up here. Um, so I sent her something nice, some sort of comment. Let me see here. How do I go look at the comments? that for a hook yeah Eva Rubin hold my own hand cool um yeah so we exchanged pleasantries on YouTube and um, I was very pleased and um, I was proud of her. Um, so yeah, that's the tiny desk uh, artist thing. I, uh, I wish the winner well, I hope they have a great session. I'll, I'll try to check it out whenever that comes out. Um, I've got a, a quick follow-up story from the, all the Disney talk from last podcast. One story that I forgot to mention was, um, let me check how I'm doing on time here. Okay, cool. We're less than 15 minutes in. This should be good. Um, so the one story I forgot to mention was, um, well, two, well, two quick things was on the ride up. We picked my daughter up from school and basically just ha- had her hop right in the car. We had everything packed up and picked her up from aftercare at school. Um, she would yell at me. She'd say, it's not aftercare, dad. It's kids club. It's kids club. Come on, dad. It's not aftercare. Um, so we picked her up from kids club and, uh, you know, she's, you know, it's kind of a, stinky little first grader kid you know running around at school all day and she takes off her her boots and her feet smell so bad and we we're like oh no am i stinking up the car put your shoes back on you know we barely even started our road trip and there's already like fun goofy stinky family drama you know and uh so her feet were smelling pretty pretty sour and um i was i was okay with it my it was bothering my wife more than me and my wife was like hey you know what i've got some i got some like febreze spray in the the side the side door 
you know, handle little bucket area, you know, not where the handle is, but below that, there's that little bucket area in the front seat. So I just handed it to her and she sprayed my daughter's feet with Febreze spray. Oh my God. It cracked me up. And, uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> try to keep the car from stinking too bad. It was funny. And then the other thing from Disney was, uh, the, the hotel that we were staying at, the Grand Californian, um, the swimming area was under construction at the time. I was kind of bummed because on vacation or, or when I'm kind of mellowing out, I like to hop in the hot tub for a little bit, you know, stretch out a little bit, get in the hot tub before you take a shower or whatever. And, um, I was, I was a little bummed. And so this one, the, the, the rainy chilly day, um, that we, uh, um, the you know we were doing inside stuff for the morning and and then the, the sun kind of poked out well later later in the day it was still kind of drizzly you know like every once in a while it would spritz just a little bit it was gray still kind of windy and cold but i was like you know what out of the principle of the thing because we're not at, uh, at the parks right now and we have like an hour of downtime before we want to go do dinner i was like you know what i'm, I'm going to take advantage of the hot tub and uh, my folks were like oh it's closed and i was like ah bummer i was like you know but they said the hotel was providing this little shuttle service. So a little golf cart with a, a hotel employee guy, you know, Hey, come on, you guys, I'll take you to the pool. Right. That kind of thing. Um, at the, you know, the hotel next door, it's all Disney, right? So they'll just drive you over to the, the hotel next door and have you use their, uh, their pool and hot tub. Well, it's, it's, it's chilly and it's like drizzly and now it's dark. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going out of principle. And I wanted to take my daughter because she was, you know, kind of jumping off the walls in uh, in the hotel room. Um, and uh, while while the uh, the older daughter wanted to come with me, I think the younger daughter was napping or something. And I was like, okay, that'll be cool. So I get in my shorts and uh, grab a bathrobe and wrap my daughter in a towel. My mom and dad decide they're going to come too. I was like, all right, sweet. Um, so we, uh, you know, we walk out into our hotel, you know, now it's funny cause we're in bathrobes and we're carrying towels and we've got like sandals on and, um, people are coming in from the lobby, um, and coming in from the outdoors with like ponchos on and like hooded sweatshirts and like winter hats. And we're like, Hey, you know, we're just going to go, uh, take advantage of the hot tub. And they're like, okay, we'll go out there. And there's guys that look like lifeguards. Um, you know, they're shuttling people back and forth. And I said, great, cool. So as we're walking through and people can kind of figure out what we're doing, they're like, Oh, these, these, these people are going to go use the shuttle to go to the hot tub and pool at the other place but it's like drizzly and cold. So first person, you know, the first person walks by, kind of gives us a sidelong glance, doesn't say anything. The next person that kind of walks by is like, Oh, it's going to be chilly out there. You know, we're like, yep. Okay. And then like, you know, a couple people would pass without saying anything. And then someone would be like, uh, Oh, it's going to be chilly. And we were like, okay. And a couple people would pass no big deal. And then we'd be like, ah, somebody's like, it's going to be cold out there. And then by this point, my mom's getting a little tired of hearing it. And she was like, my mom goes, we're hardy. You know, like we, we had gotten tired of being like judged, you know, because like I said, people are coming in with winter hats on and ponchos and raincoats and, you know, put, putting their umbrellas away. And we're like, we're going to the hot tub. Well, we hop on the golf cart. Um, you know, the, the lifeguard is in his like, um, yeah, what are those called? The swish, 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 pants um, and and jackets. 
It's like that plastic material, um, like windbreaker material, those kind of pants. And, uh, you know, red windbreaker uh, pants and jackets that zip up. And and uh, uh, he was like, all right, you guys, you know, I'm uh, ready to drive you over there. I go, we're not the only people uh, dumb enough to do this in the cold, right? And he was like, no, 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 there's been some other folks too. Well, what I didn't really calculate in was that anybody else that was doing it too was probably also just going for the hot tub because it was chilly and, and drizzly and nobody wanted to be in a cool pool on a cool night. Um excuse me. Um, so it's pretty chilly. You know, we kind of have to wrap up in our uh, bathrobes and towels because we're in an open air golf cart that's driving across the street. So he literally like, you know, waits for traffic, waits for the green light and then like putters out into the intersection and has right of way. Uh, people got to let him get across. And then, you know, we, we park in front of the other hotel and lo and behold, it's not right there. Of course, you know, we have to kind of walk into the center area. So we're on this like you know, hundred yard walk, uh, with our towels and bathrobes and, you know, feeling like people are staring at us, you know, people sitting next to a a raging fire at the Tiki bar, um, restaurant, you know, like looking over at us like, Oh wow, these people must really have wanted to go in the hot tub. So we get to the hot tub and of course, right. That's the only one in town. So it's full. (laughs) Now I'm like, fuck, I've got my seven year old daughter and my parents and myself and we're, you know, we've barely got, you know, we've got, we're in our swimsuits with a, a layer of towel or, or, uh, how many times am I going to say bathrobes and towels? Um, and, uh, you know, so we're like, ah, oh, crap. And my dad's funny. He doesn't care. He's like, all right, all the perimeter seats are taken. And there's like, you know, some kids and some families. It's a big hot tub. It can, you can have like 20 some odd people in it, um, just sitting around the perimeter. And they, all those spots were pretty well taken. And my dad's like, oh, whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm old. I'm just going to go wade into the middle. So, so of this, like, again, it's pretty big. So he's got room to, to wade around. Um, but it was just great. It was classic Bruce. He's just like, I'm going in. So he hops in there and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's better. You know, cause we were getting chilly and the hot tub was going to feel hot. And, uh, he, he goes in there and, and low, you know, sure enough, some people kind of get that like informal social signal. That's like, Hey, if you've been here for a while and you're ready to go, just go now because we just got here and we're chilly. So a couple, you know, a couple kids kind of like got out of the pool and, and, um, some folks kind of readjusted and, and we ended up finding some spots around the edges, which was nice. Um, and we did enjoy the hot tub for a while. Um, the way back was, was a little chilly. It wasn't so bad cause we had gotten warmed up in the hot tub, but you know, my daughter was pretty, pretty cold and it was kind of a long walk back to go, um, and we had to go back and hail the golf cart because the golf cart was on the other, you know, the hotel we were staying at was where the golf cart was. It returned there. So we had to go to, you know, the lobby area of where we had the hot tub and request the golf cart to come back. So now we're just waiting around in a hotel lobby in, you know, dripping in a cold, damp night. It was just kind of a silly, uh, long story short, too late. Um, my sister sometimes says, uh, long story shorter. And I'm like, ah, that's pretty clever. Long story shorter. Um, we were just, we were the assholes that had to do the hot tub out of principle. Um, so let me transition back to some music stuff here. Um, yard sale demos, hashtag yard sale demos. Um, is a playlist on the SoundCloud where I'm 
kind of floating some original tunes into a playlist. Um, the idea being, let me showcase my songwriting and hopefully get a couple tunes out there that I think may be good candidates for the types of tunes that would be picked up by other artists and, uh, you know, say, hey, written by Garrett Anderson, but performed by Kings of Leon or something like that. Um, so, yeah, check those out, Yard Sale Demos. I got to add add some more there and, and make sure that it's um, the kind of impression that I do want to send out. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about that sort of mission and that sort of brand uh, branding of it, Yard Sale Demos. That's kind of the image that I wanted to create is you're at a yard sale, you're going to like, hey, I'm going to pick this up, listen to it for a little bit. Okay, it's not for me, put it down, like scan the rest of the area. Oh, let me try this one. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, just kind of laid out on, on the folding tables, um, out in the yard, you know, maybe there's still a little dew on the, on the grass, but, but we, we got set up early and, uh, folks are coming by with their like morning coffees and perusing on the, on the tables and checking out the tunes at the yard sale. So, um, I hope, hopefully that's a cool little thing that, that I've got going on and I'd like to keep working at it. Um, a couple more, uh, quick, funny Another funny story that I forgot to mention when I was talking about my recent Wild Vines gigs. So I talked about the one that was on a Saturday that turned into like the all request hour, which was really cool. Um, the one on Wednesday was much more subdued than that, except for these two ladies who in the middle of the gig came up to me. Um, I was performing and they were just like, yeah, all right, you know, and started kind of dancing in front of me. And that was Granted, everyone else is seated, kind of having dinner or sitting at the bar. And these two ladies came in from outside. You know, they're smoking cigarettes outside and drinking. And they come in and they're like, yeah, live music. Wow. And I couldn't tell if they were being genuine or not because they, they were a little bit tipsy. And, and I was like, all right, what's going on here? Are they having a good time? Or are they are they like hooting and hollering at me to try to get me to, to pump it up and speed it up? I was a little confused. Um, I was probably playing something, you know, mid-tempo, soul folk groove kind of that you know that's my wine bar um style and um I was like all right let me let me let me pick it up a notch for these folks they look like they want to dance so I probably played like Franklin's Tower or something like that and then I was like I don't know if that I don't know if that hit the spot let me try something else and then I tried um I was like, let me do Daft Punk's Get Lucky. I was like, that might work, right? It's a dancey tune. And and they're kind of like, they're still hooting and hollering and they're still dancing and they're still right up in my grill. But they're they're trying to talk to me while I'm performing and singing. And it was like, I can't really understand. So I decide, okay, after Daft Punk Get Lucky, I'm going to like lean over and, you know, talk to these ladies and see what's going on, seeing if they're having a good time. And I lean over and they're there. They're just laughing and drunk and, you know, talking shit. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't really understand them. And I was like, hey, you guys having fun? You know, like, you, know, you want something upbeat? And, uh, oh, before this conversation, too, I played um, I Will Survive. And that one, if 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 halfway through I Will Survive, you're starting to wonder about the song selection choice, it's a it's a long song to get through when you're like wait are they enjoying this or not you know because i couldn't tell if they were like if they thought dance music was like leonard skinnard or uh you know i will survive so i was like wait what where are these ladies coming from i gotta talk to them and figure this out so i finish uh, i finish uh, i will survive and daft punk get lucky and then i lean over and i'm like hey you know what do you guys want to hear something like how about uh how about good loving and they go no not good loving because we're brown-eyed girls and I was like, what? The? It's like, so how about Brown Eyed Girl? And they were like, yeah, sure. So I was like, okay, cool. 
now I've at least gotten their, uh, their blessing on the next song I'm about to play. And, uh, I play that one It's fun. I don't have that, those lyrics in my book, but I can kind of fake my way through it. Maybe repeat the first verse again, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, it went over well and it was fun and I played it loud. You know, these ladies were hooting and hollering at me and with me. So I was like, all right, let me, let me, let me lean into it a little bit and, and hoot and holler back. And, uh, it's, it's just funny. Like I, I couldn't really figure out if they were enjoying themselves or not. They looked like it, but there was also this just sort of drunk tension in the moment that, that made it a little bit uncomfortable for me. And, uh, and then later on that, that got me thinking like, I, I have a fun time engaging with, uh, with patrons and, um, and, you know, potential fans after shows. But part of the issue is that most of the opportunities that come from that are from people that have been drinking. So, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of like, oh, I definitely need to get your business card because I want to have this party, you know, at, at on my patio and have, have the neighborhood over and have some live music. And it's like, yeah, that'd be great. I love those kind of gigs. And, uh, and then, you know, who knows? how many times people have like woken up and like seen, seen my business card in their wallet and been like, what, what's going on here? Um, yeah, for the number of CDs and business cards I've handed out, there's not too much flows back, but every once in a while it does. And, uh, it's, I guess it's always worth it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, when, when most of your physical and local opportunities are coming from people that have had a few drinks, uh, that, that may be a flaw in the strategy in the, in the business strategy of, uh, of Garrett Anderson music. Um, speaking of, I, I think I'll, I'll probably try to, uh, roll out a couple other things here. Um, as I buckle down and try to do the work that surrounds the music as well as work on, on the music itself. Um, I've been having a great time in the home studio, getting some, getting some ideas down and practicing with, uh, even with my track limitations in the Ableton light version that I have right now or Ableton Ableton. I don't know how people say that, but, um, having a lot of fun and making a lot of progress with the home studio demos. So that's exciting. But I think I might also take some, um, clips of live atches stories from previous live atches and release those as little highlights so that if people don't want to listen to the whole 40 minute thing, um, you know, they can just listen to the five minute story about like pinball wizard from, from last uh, podcast. My buddy was like, Hey man, that was pretty funny. I was like, all right, cool. Maybe I need to snip that one out and make it available just as like a little live at you highlight. So, uh, I might, I might do a couple of those. Um, if you've got any suggestions about stories that you've heard on these, that, uh, that you think that might be good for, um, let me know and, and I'll, uh, I'll do the editing on my side and post it up. Um, and, uh, I also owe my email list, um, a, uh, a, you know, something exclusive, a little thank you and a little check-in. Um, so I think I'm going to send one of the fresh demos to, uh, to them in like a private link or, or, uh, something like that. So, um, if you want, sign up for the email list. It's on my website off to the right-hand side. There's a little sign-up for GAM music updates. And I do uh, want to use some geographic filtering for um, uh, having 
you know, uh, email campaigns that are tailored to, you know, web content appropriate for everybody, or, you know, I'm playing in your area. So I wanted to send an email to a segment is I guess what MailChimp calls it, um, you know, to target to that geographic locale. You know, for instance, if I go back to Baltimore and play a show, I would want to be able to target just those folks without having to send an email to the Arizona folks too. So um, if you, if you have the opportunity while you're um, signing up to provide your address, please do that. If you, if not, I think, um, it'll use your IP address and get a, get some GPS or geographic coordinates off of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I owe something exclusive to the email list and, uh, it'll be exciting to share that and hopefully get some feedback on it. I've been reaching out to my, um, some of my buddies and, and, and some, uh, you know, sort of folks, uh, out in the broader world, um, to get some feedback and, and it's been really healthy. It's been v- very good for me. Um, also called my tax advisor yesterday and talked to him about what I need to do in terms of tracking my, uh, business expenses. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of just this administrative stuff that I don't want to have to do, but I know I'm going to feel good by doing it. And, and by bringing some legitimacy to the, the music business side of it, I want to, use that as a springboard to slap me into shape on the music, um, uh, exciting part. Um, another thing, and you'll forgive me if I've, I've kind of had a sort of heavy hearted, um, tone during this podcast, but I, I've just been feeling a bit heavy hearted. Um, the other thing uh, my wife and I watched last night, the documentary on HBO right now about, uh, the Eagles of death metal and their, um, show at, uh, the Bataclan, I want to call it um, in Paris that got like terrorist attacked, um, during those horrible Paris terrorist, uh, attacks. Um, and it shows them, um, recounting their experiences before, during, and after, and, uh, follows them, um, directed by Colin Hanks. I think that's Tom Hanks's son, if it's the same guy. Um, and just super moving to watch this band have to go through that. Um, really, really moving and very hard to watch because the, the, the sort of evil that those folks witnessed in that club on that night, um, and have to, and have to live with today and the courage of the band to go back to Paris and play a show. And, and, um, you know, the, the U2, um, had, had the band come out and share their stage in Paris a couple weeks after. And just, um, it's, it's just such a stark contrast between the creation and the love that goes into a rock and roll show versus, uh, the evil of a massacre. Um, so that, that's incredible to watch, but <coughs> hard to watch. Um, um, and then, yeah, obviously of course, uh, still torn up about, um, Evan, Evan Wallace, man, uh, E double, um, passing away. So, uh, without further, uh, further ado, let's let him um, close out today's podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Peace. The hands go up, but they always come down. That's the sad truth when you're living for the crowd. The show's been over, but you still want to bow. You should really hang it up, but you're just too proud. The beat's too low, and the vocal's too loud. Even in the booth, you've been having little your headphones on and drink till you pass out praying for a drought help you shake your dark cloud i've not even been around the block not even once but i look out the door the corner's right there the cold
Surely keep my seams sewn up as long as I only 